ready. Right. That soccer game. Oh, that's why I was so busy yesterday. Actually, yeah, I, I completely forgot to watch it. I did, turned on TV at 10.08, only to find out that the game was over. Messi versus Argentina. 2-0 win, and oh, a surprise visitor on the pitch. Episode 39 of the podcast is now out. Joel J.P. Passante joins me on this episode, now available Spotify, Apple, and Google. Stay tuned after this episode for a preview clip of that show. Days off begin. I will take a few days off and then decide if and where I shall go in the world. Folks, Friday, June 16th, 2023. I'm Steven Sersky. End of the week for me. End of work for at least three weeks or so. Hard to believe. Not excited because it hasn't really set in just yet. At the same time, I know I should be excited because not only that, but I finished episode 39 of my big cast, which I'm very elated about. I mean, if you, uh, I, I posted a live video on the Instagram feed of the, the of the podcast, and I was just like, wow, I couldn't help but laugh. I'm like, oh, thank God it's over. And I mean that uh, in, in the sense that there is such a relief when I finish these podcasts because they do hang over me. They, they, they sit there and they niggle away at your, your mind, at your brain. And you know, you know what else happens? It's not because it's not just this episode. It's like, oh, well, there's other people I want to talk to. There's other episodes that have to be uh, edited or sorry, other episodes that have to be recorded, have to be set up, researched and recorded. And I've already mentioned that I've uh, had two other uh, or I, I have two other uh, interests as well. So uh, it's one of these things where I'm kind of going, you know, it, it's a relief to get this over with uh, the post-production. And I'll tell you, I have I have thought about getting someone else involved. Uh, it just doesn't make sense at the moment right now because, again, it's more just my time uh, that it takes. It doesn't cost me a lot other than that. And given that I don't really have much else going on in the evenings, or at least, let's put it this way, given the choices of the things that I could do in the evening, this is like playing video games. This is like going to the bar. This is like working out again sort of thing, right? Yes, it uh, does take a lot of time, uh, and the details can be frustrating to sort of iron out. But again, the relief, the elation of publishing an episode is, is, is it's good. It feels pretty darn good to publish something, uh, that, and that other people will listen to it. I have seen that the, the number of subscribers has uh, jumped on my Spotify, uh, Spotify feed. Uh, not only that, the number of people listening in has also increased. So uh, uh, awesome to see. Thank you very much. Uh, I do appreciate uh, the support. Um, I don't get too much feedback, uh, at least not online. I do hear it from people face to face, usually here in Beijing. Uh, so that's uh, at least uh, something that motivates me a little bit more. But uh, someone was asking me last week um, at one of these going away parties, uh, like, so why do you why do you do this? Like, if you're not making money from it, why are you doing it? And uh, I I remember saying. Well, I, my explanation, one of my reasons why doing this is because in five years, I want the conversations with these people. I've traveled, I traveled enough to know that time and distance, uh, although distance can be shortened, time disappears. It's gone. And having a record of something, of someone, their words, uh, their voice, uh, their, 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 their being, like their face and everything... Uh, and their ideas. It's 
I think this is like a time capsule of sorts. I've talked about this before. These are timestamps uh, of the here and now and um, some of the things that we uh, can look back on in the future. Uh, so this episode, number 39, is with uh, a guy I've known for quite a while, uh, Joel J.P. Passante. He uh, goes under the handle Rat's House of Retro. Um, we met way back many years ago in Winnipeg when he was uh, producing theater productions. Um, and actually in this episode, I think uh, I mentioned right off the top, I'll hop about movies and games. I don't think it's, I don't know if he's done as much movie work as he has done theater work, uh, production work for the, the theaters, uh, Winnipeg theater um, scene, I guess you will. There's a lot of fringe work as well. Uh, so I'm Winnipeg fringe, like theater fringe is what I mean by that. Now he spends a lot of his time, uh, since he is a father to a 10-year-old or 9-year-old, 10-year-old, uh, he spends his time at, in the evenings streaming his gaming. So he plays these retro games and uh, he, uh, uh, he, was making, he's, he is making his way through the Mega Man series right now. There's about three or four different games that he plays uh, at once. I think he has, a different, he has a different game every single day. Right? So it's like Tuesdays are Mega Man. Uh, Wednesdays are Dungeons and Dragons or Tuesday or something like that. Monday is uh, Castlevania or some like pick one or something like that. But he plays them all the way through and he streams the whole thing. So um, I thought that was kind of neat uh, to see that someone would actually, uh, a lot of people have probably done this before. Maybe Actually, I'm not even sure, but he's one of the few people that does this that streams um, the, the full gameplay. And I, I like it because I'm going, well, you're getting further than I can. <laughs> like I don't have the patience to play video games. Uh, at all, but we talk a lot about uh, productions, uh, theaters, movie, uh, gaming, uh, the city of Winnipeg as well, where we both hail from, and then also pro wrestling, which uh, he used to have a YouTube channel dedicated to pro wrestling, but he has since uh, stopped posting to that, opting instead to go for the uh, uh, the game, the live streaming gameplay instead. So again, uh, this episode number 39 is available uh, on Spotify, uh, Apple, Google, and of course, all the show notes and track are available on my website, stevenstersky.com. I will also have a preview clip after the, today's episode, so stay tuned. And I think it's about eight minutes long. I think it's kind of a funny clip uh, to have a listen to, and it's a good introduction to uh, the episode as a whole. Argentina versus Australia. 2 nothing for Argentina. I did not watch. I turned on the TV after 10 o'clock, and like, lo and behold, it was over. And I was like, oh... Oops. Highlight was not necessarily, I mean, of course it was messy, but uh, the bigger highlight that unfolded during the match, this 15-year-old kid ran onto the pitch. And I was thinking, I'm like, well, <laughs> number one, okay, that's not a good idea. He's now, he's now disappeared. Number two, at least he has his clothes on, which I didn't know he was a kid before, right? I thought it was like some crazy man. Uh, but apparently the, the news article came out that he's a 15-year-old kid you know, in the United States, it, streaking would happen in something like this, right? Where someone would jump out of the state, uh, out of the stands, and they'd run across the, the field naked. And I was thinking, well, at least, you know, he kept his clothes on, right? Uh, so <laughs> at least he didn't go that far with it. I, since I didn't watch the broadcast of the, uh, the game, I don't know how they dealt with this during the live broadcast. Because it was broadcast on uh, CCTV5. Uh, but... This kid ran across the whole pitch. He ran up to Messi, gave him a hug. Uh, Messi, you could see, was kind of like, oh, no. Like, what's going to happen? What's going to happen is uh, this time sort of thing. 
the the article that I read says that oh he was very gracious, gave him a smile and a slight hug. No, he was worried. You could tell like he had no idea what was going to happen. Like crazy fans, who knows? But at least here, and that was the only thing that kind of went off, not according to plan, or was it? Hmm. He ran around the field for about a minute. They tackled him. Uh, there is a video of another kid uh, getting, let's see, it. this one got deleted actually. So um, there's another video of the kid getting pulled over the railing and then dragged out of the uh, stadium. Now it might be a different kid. That's the thing. It might be, um, so he, what happened to this kid? He, he runs around the, the field, <laughs> he gets exhausted, he, he trips and collapses basically. So they carry him off the field. Okay, that's that's the happy version of it. There's another video of someone else in a messy jersey who jumps down from the stands and is a, trying to make his way onto the field and the the bow and the cops basically shut him down and they are not very gentle. Let's put it that way. That video has since been deleted and lo and behold, I didn't screen record it because my old phone doesn't do that. Thanks a lot, old phone. But anyway, 2-0 for Argentina. Um, apparently it went off pretty well. Uh, I don't know anyone who watched it other than my girlfriend. I didn't watch it because I you know, was kind of working on the podcast <laughs> other things. But uh, uh, interesting that uh, that happened anyway. Uh, days off begins. So this is it, uh, I guess, pretty much uh, wrapping up my work. Uh, first half of the work year. And I was... Um, going through, I did my typical workouts actually today. Uh, no, sorry, I didn't do my typical workouts. I did workouts, of course, but I had to modify my workouts because this morning they were spraying for bugs in the compound. I'm like, no, I'm not going to run in that today. And it's, it was a bit polluted as well. So I'm thinking, you know what? Hmm, I have treadmill. How can I modify this, uh, the, this workout? So I did, and what I ended up doing is that uh, I, I ran a little bit on the treadmill. I don't know what I'm doing wrong, and I, I can't be running this slow. It doesn't make sense. This treadmill does not seem to be the same pace as, like, real running. And in, in other words, why is it that it seems that I'm running faster outside than I am on a treadmill? Or why am I running slower on a treadmill than I would be running outside? I don't, even when I'm like jogging outside, I seem to be going faster than what I'm able to clock on the, uh, the treadmill itself. So all that being said, at lunchtime, um, take down the treadmill, get it all set up, I put on the weight vest, and so I ran with uh, the four kilos or eight pounds, nine pounds, 10 pounds of uh, a weighted vest, and did that for a mile, then this is when I started doing uh, the sets of pull-ups, push-ups, and squats. So I did a bunch of those. After 25 pull-ups, I got back on the treadmill, ran another half mile or thereabouts, back up for another 25 pull-ups, another half mile, back up another 25 pull-ups, another bit of a run, had to throw in some work in there, and then I finished off the uh, 25 pull-ups, push-ups, and uh, squats with without weight. And uh, so that finished out my... Uh, my lunchtime workout followed, of course, after work with another uh, slow weight workout. But all that being said, I'm looking forward to the next couple of weeks, whether or not I'll be able to um, 
sort of maintain this intensity, uh, possibly Monday, because I don't have anything sort of planned just yet. Uh, I was sort of thinking as I was winding down work today, I was kind of going, you know, I'll get this 39, uh, 39th episode up, but I'm already thinking of the next two or three episodes that I'd like to get done. Uh, so that's going to be on my mind for a while. Uh, but if I just took a couple days to get some things sort of arranged and organized, that way I wouldn't leave, I wouldn't feel as if I'm running, not, not so much running away, but leaving things suspended here in, in China. Um, and then that way I can do enough to make myself satisfied that, okay, this is as much as I need or I should get done so I don't forget what I have been doing over the last six months. And then when I come back in three, four weeks, whatever it is, uh, I can sort of start uh, doing a little bit more, uh, what would you call it, uh, reorganizing, shuffling of things around, a bit more planning, and maybe a bit more um, consolidation and uh, clarification, I guess, of some of the... Because I have a lot of notes. I, I, I do a pretty good job, I think, of keeping things organized, uh, so I am very happy with that. Uh, the issue becomes is that I have so many projects that run into each other that I don't always have time to post them properly. Uh, I.e., like I want to put a lot of this, uh, uh, the music tracks on Bandcamp or something like that, uh, and the video tra tracks. I want to actually uh, make um, commentaries of them as well. Just go through them and give a sort of uh, breakdown of them as well. So, and that's all stuff that can be done in the so-called off season. So there's the creative season that I've sort of dubbed it. Uh, that is sort of running between November and the end of May. It runs six, seven months. It's pretty intense. Uh, it, it does keep me busy, and I'm kind of thinking already how I can improve it and uh, make it a little, sleek it down, slim it up a little bit for the next challenge, uh, the next creative season. And whether or not I would be able to somehow amalgamate them all, like sort of make them a little bit more all... I wouldn't want it to be one grand opus. No, 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 no. I'm not talking that. Uh, or a grand epic. I'm thinking, like, what I might do, uh, now that I've done this two or three times, going forward, one idea would be to um, do each creative content sprint. This is the word I was looking for the other day, I think, and I was I lost for words, what you call a month-long content production, whatever, content sprint. And so in December, January, and then March and May, these are the big content sprints. Uh, now, I can, I'm flexible with these, and I don't think all of them are going to be very good. They don't have to be. But of each month, given the ratio, the 70, 20, 10 ratio, 70% 70, 70 is going to be bad, 20% is going to be okay, 10% is going to be, yeah, it's pretty good. So out of all that, I should have 3, 6, 9, 12 pieces of something that I should be able to sort of collect and make into like a, an impressive sort of like, hey, that's kind of neat sort of production. So with that in mind, I look at the next creative season and go, what if there was a grand opus idea overarching the whole creative season? And then that way, but allowing myself the creative expression, the creative freedom to go ahead and try different things, get those ideas out, whatever, try different things just to make sure that, you know, uh, I'm not getting stale just yet as well. Um, and then 
at the end of May, compile sort of a 12-minute whatever it is. I, I don't know what it would be. Uh, 12 pieces, it could be 12 minutes, it could be 24, it could be any combination. So basically a short film, I guess, would be sort of the idea. Whether or not it would be a cohesive short film or not, I don't know. But that's something I'm thinking about going forward with the whole idea of the creative season. And of course, this all sort of depends on whether or not I have a job next year, whether or not I'm going to be settled, or I'm going to be running around doing crazy things like, I don't know, finding a different job and moving to a different country. No idea. The excitement of being an expat. <laughs> anyway, days off do begin, so I don't have any work as far as I know. I think I have to show up for one training day, uh, which can be done online. Hopefully, I can access the website from Canada um, because there's really... No... This is the problem, actually, of living in China that you sort of forget um, the boundaries that are set. And it's not just for incoming links, it's outgoing as well. And I've noticed this for like banks and stock trading, the, uh, the trading accounts or the uh, the apps, the websites, they don't load as well, if at all, outside of China. So it's a it's a, almost a two-way street, to tell you the truth, with this sort of control on the flow of uh, data and of uh, information, uh, which is, I hope, doesn't cause troubles for me. Accessing your bank card is not a problem, but accessing uh, stock market information might be a little bit more tough. Then again, I haven't been outside of the country for a very long time, four years at least, that uh, maybe it's gotten worse, maybe it's gotten better, maybe it's not a problem at all. Who knows? All that being case, I will find out very shortly because I am, I, I basically have it in my mind that I'll be in Canada at the last week of uh, June and then the first week of July as well. I'm thinking... In term, I might go somewhere else, sit there for a couple days. Um, I'm not sure if I really want to just sit in Beijing and then go to Canada. I would like to have a few days of a buffer zone, I guess, uh, to tell you the truth, just to sort of chill out and uh, see something different, basically. Practice being not in my comfort zone, but also practice not being with a lot of other people um, that are very excited. Like We're all excited to see each other again, uh, but at the same time, you know, making sure that I, I, I can have my bearings straight, have that time off to settle down and just be like, okay, wow, breathe, Steve, and not be thinking of all these creative projects, not be thinking of the money, not be thinking of like this and that and travel and all the other ideas and simply just being able to exist in the moment. We'll see how much that works anyway. All right, folks, I'm going to leave it there. Thanks for listening. I appreciate it. Again, stick around after this episode. I do have a clip of episode number 39 with uh, Joel Passante, uh, which is uh, now available on Spotify, Apple, and Google, as well as on my website. StephenSersky.com is where you're going to find those show notes and the track as well. Thanks for listening. I appreciate it. We will talk again. Have a good weekend. Have a great vacation. Bye-bye. I apologize. If you can hear running, that's just the spawn doing his morning. I don't care about anything. So... <laughs> The spawn. Oh, that's so sweet of you. <laughs> it's his name. Well, well, like, well, even because, like, like my whole like internet character, like, you know, it's like you know, like Rats House of Retro. So, like, the wife she goes by like Mrs. Rats, and he yeah. goes as Rat Spawn because we just kind of it. In just this day and age, you don't like to like reveal your significant other's names and stuff like that. That just kind of just the world is creepy, and I don't like it. So. <laughs>
It's true. I noticed actually with your uh, your podcast, you're not your podcast, your streams, your Twitch stream. I was actually watching this morning, last mm-hmm. night. I was one of the lurkers uh, that you nice. mentioned at the at the end there. Um, you go by JP. Can I yeah. say your full name or or well, yeah, by or all not? means, yeah. Like JP is actually it's just because it's my initials. Obviously, it's just it's been my nickname since I was a kid. So simple, done. <laughs> right. So this would be episode thirty nine with uh, with you, of course, Joel Passante. Joel Passant. How am I saying? Uh, Passante. You had it right the first Passante. time. <laughs> okay, good. I was practicing it all week. I was like, I got, I, can't, I got to get this right because I don't think I've ever actually really said your last name. Yeah, everyone always forgets the Tay because they just see another Passant. I'm like, well, well, no. Well, there's no accent. Italians don't put accents. We don't. We accentuate with our hands, but we don't. Put right. Unless right. you are so modernized that you have mm-hmm. dropped the accentation accentuation mm. of that letter and then you become so north americanized that you are now just joel passant but you're not jo- yeah, joel passante passant. Passant. joel jp passante joins me there, there you go. go good Yay. uh so <laughs> <laughs> it's been a while since we've uh we've seen each other oh, probably we're going on 12 years 14 15 years uh, i mean i haven't been minimum. back in winnipeg yeah, for a few years but sure, i haven't yeah. seen you in person <laughs> For a very long time, so thank you for taking the time to uh, um, your early morning. Uh, your child <laughs> said, is running around. Anyway, woke you so. up early. <laughs> now up at six a.m. every day, sometimes five if he doesn't want to sleep. So <laughs> wow, how is it being a father? Because I don't have kids. Uh, I mean, I don't. Uh, I live in a studio apartment, and I'm the one getting up early, like I, at six thirty. Um. It's weird. Like, I never thought I would actually have kids. You know, growing up, I wanted to have kids, you know, kind of makes sense. But then, like, when it actually happens, you're like, oh, cool. <laughs> like, like he, he was planned, you know, it wasn't like, oh, no, what happened? No, like, you were like, yeah, let's have kids. Okay. <laughs> like, she, but it's really, she didn't want to have kids for, like, ever. She's like, I don't want kids. I, kids are dumb. I hate kids. I'm like, oh, okay, I guess it is what it is. <laughs> and then just one day she's like, I want kids. I'm like, all, all right, cool. Do we have room? <laughs> like... <laughs> It wasn't one of the things I'm pregnant. And then you're like, okay, I guess we're okay with kids now. Yeah. <laughs> is it that, is that not how it normally happens no, mo- with, mo- with girlfriends who become wise? I don't know. I haven't been in Canada a long time. Uh, it's, it's, it's so different. So many, and like some people I know is like, you know, they, well, let's just talk about other people. Uh, no, it's, uh, yeah, no, it's interesting. No, I said, well, he's nine now. So, oh my God, where? Oh, what is wow. time? I don't even know what time. Nine like. years old. Okay, I thought you're like was, holding him uh, like a still football. a toddler. Okay, far from it. Far from it. So, <laughs> and the reason, uh, I mean, uh, the reason I, I say that is because I was watching one of your YouTube videos, your last YouTube video, actually, where oh, you so say like when you had a kid. It was. Yeah. It was back in 2019, and you yeah. said, "Well, when we had a kid, we I, I had to focus on something." And so I just assumed that you know that was your transition point was from end of YouTube start a family. But it sounds like you started a family many, many, many years before you, yeah, uh, before YouTube and before you ended the YouTube. I guess you could say. Yeah. So so essentially, uh, I started the YouTube in like 2015, I believe 2015, 2016. I'm not sure. Uh, yeah, because so like. So like, yeah, well, as you know me before from like the whole theater community, which is where we met. Yeah, Winnipeg Theater. Um, a long time. Yeah, ago. I did it religiously. <laughs> like I did the Fringe every year. I produced my own shows every year. I edited people's shows. I n- not really a director. I don't like telling people what to do, but I like being like the one kind of behind the scenes being like, all right, that works. Like, you know, like <laughs> I love producing. Producing is fun. 
Uh, the key to being a good producer is spending as little money as possible, but still making the greatest product possible. And I'm very good at that because I know how to negotiate. Um, so then, um, so yeah, we were doing shows, doing shows. And after I got married, I kind of toned down a little bit. Uh, so I was in 2010. Uh, so I kind of stopped doing fringe, but I still did behind the scenes um, yeah. things. So like, you know, like independent shows every now and then. And then I signed up to do Evil Dead, the musical in Winnipeg uh, during its first run in 2013, uh, which was awesome. Like we loved ever. So, yeah, we started kind of producing it, produ uh, getting it all done at the end of 2013. And while that was going on, we found out, hey, we're pregnant. OK, well, I guess uh, this is going to be my last show for a while because to raise a family and to do theater, it's, it's just a physical impossibility. Uh, so that was kind of my swan song. Is it really? I, I don't know, to tell you the truth. I mean, it's, it's a lot, especially <laughs> for like my role as being like like the main guy behind the scenes. Because, okay, you know, even from doing shows like, you know, rehearsal, 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 rehearsal. Lots. Like you have your, you know, nine to five job and then you rehearse and then you go home and repeat, repeat, repeat. So it's like, uh, so yeah, I decided that that would kind of be it for a little while. And then I kind of made the decision, like, you know, like once he's old enough, I'll get back into the theater scene. So that could be any day now. Who knows? Because he is said he's almost 10. Uh, so we just so I decided that that would be my last show. And then like half a year passed. So we're like now like late 2014, early 2015. And I'm just like, I am bored. I am <laughs> bored as hell. Because having a kid so like, doesn't excite you enough. It did, but I still needed to be creative. So I decided, hey, you know what? A lot of people out there making YouTube videos. I guess I'll make some YouTube videos. Like I know I have a, I have a film background. I know a little bit about that stuff. So I decided, okay, what do I know about wrestling? Okay, let's do a wrestling YouTube. So I started uh, Kayfabe Chronicles and I did that for about three years and I was miserable. Really? Freaking miserable. Uh, the internet wrestling community and you can, you can keep this in this podcast. I don't care. Are the worst humans known to man. They are horrible, absolutely horrible. What I makes admit, them I met so a lot, bad? <laughs> I met a lot of great, like I met a lot of phenomenal, uh, like a lot of phenomenal podcasters, YouTube. I still talk to a lot of them because I still assist with some of their productions. Like, you know, like I'll still give them like tidbits and stuff to work with. Uh, I do a lot of voiceover work for a lot of them, which is cool. Really? Um, okay, cool. Hor horrible. Like, okay, here's, here's, because like, you, I don't know if you're familiar with, yeah, 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 you know wrestling a little bit. There's grew up on it and grew there's up was different being told groups. not there's, to watch it. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. You know, there's different brands, there's different companies, but guess what? You're not allowed to like more than one of them. Cause if you do, you are horrible. Like, That's the old school mentality, isn't it? That's ECW versus exists. WWF. It still exists. Like, like there's so many fickle fans out there where like me, I like all of it. Like, Put wrestling in front of me. I'll watch it. I don't care. Like it, it could be like two robots. I don't give a shit. It's gonna be awesome. But but you're not allowed to. Like you know you can't like WWE, WWF, and AEW or New Japan or Ring of Honor or Imp. You can't. You know you're not allowed to like that. And like and if you don't agree with another fan, oh well, I'm right. You're wrong. But like it's just wrestling. Like who cares? Like what you like. Like like I'll admit. Like there's some wrestlers out there I don't like. Whatever, if you cheer for him, I don't care. Whatever, you do you. 